Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And this is our Christmas episode year two of doing a Christmas episode. Let's go. Yes. And for this year, we asked our listeners for submissions of what they do for the holidays, even, you know, obviously not just Christmas, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other Asian holiday around winter time that I'm not aware of. (laughs) (laughs) We just asked for those. Um, And I'm really excited to read the submissions because the stories are very heartwarming. Yeah. Some of them are sad. Obviously, it's an emotional time for a lot of people. Some of them are funny. And we're going to get to that right after our Patreon shout outs. For those of you who are not aware, Young Me and I, we have a Patreon for this podcast. So if you like our content, please consider donating at patreon.com slash feelingasian. We have different subscription tiers with different exclusive benefits. Um, One of them is a stick and poke tattoo from Young Me. Yes. (laughs) But at the very least, uh, any donation amount gets you a shout out on this podcast where Young Me and I try to guess who you are. We say horrible things sometimes. (laughs) We have offended a few people. You know what? That's that's our bad. (laughs) Um. Okay, so Young Me, are you ready for the shout outs? Yes. Our first shout out is a special one because this is a shout out from their boyfriend. Ooh. The boyfriend emailed me specifically requesting for her girlfriend's name to be given a shout out on the Christmas episode of this podcast. Okay. And the lucky girlfriend is Soomin Kim. Sumin Kim. Yeah. Kim Sumin. Kim Sumin. What why do you think he asked for the Christmas episode? Do you think she's like a big Christmas person? I think it's part, oh, like of, the part gift. of the gift. I see. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what could it be? What weird. this is what's going on here? I'm like, well, I think it's a Christmas part of a Christmas gift. I get it. Okay. Um <laughs> Kim Soo-min sounds like a K-pop name, but uh, that's just because it's a Korean name. <laughs> uh, it does sound like a K-pop name. Right? But also is there a lot of? I don't think there's much guesswork for us here. From what we, from what loving we know, relationship. loving relationship. I am very jealous that your partner is going above and beyond. Yeah, and very thoughtful boyfriend. Yeah, that is like that is such a thoughtful gift. Such you know a thoughtful what I mean? Like, gift. because I would never think of that. <laughs> like, I would clearly, just never, you're like, why what? are they giving the shout out on why? Christmas? <laughs> Um, this is the thing though. I have to just say this. It's so rare to see somebody go by their full blown freaking Asian name in America. Suman Kim. Yeah. So mm. I have to say that's interesting. That always makes me feel like their parents are like super like, uh, like Korean nationalists. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> that Fuck is, yeah, that's, Korean number one, bro. That's the sound oh. of a Korean nationalist. Minguk manse forever, bitch. Or like, or it's a white person. It's like, you know, like how white people are always named like, that does happen. I feel like sometimes white people have like super ethnic names because their parents are hippies or something. Or they didn't grow up in America. I met a white person with a Asian sounding name. Dude, if you met a white person and their name was Kim Soo-min, you'd be like, what? Whoa, curveball. I wouldn't Never. be, I don't know if I would be excited. I would just be like, okay, this is kind of weird, but 
whatever. But it would be kind of awesome. Um, or the other the other time I see somebody that has like a full blown Asian name is right. she didn't grow up in America. Like she moved here uh, for college or something. Okay. Well, either way, Sumin Kim or Sumin Kim's boyfriend. Well, both of you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Happy holidays. And happy holidays. We're so thankful. We love you. Our second shout out goes to Hyunji Han. Man, these fucking Koreans up Let's up in this bitch. Let's go. Hyunji Han. Hyunji Han. Han Hyunji. Han Hyunji. That's a lot of H's. Han Hyunji goes out in K-Town a lot. She's a player. She's a player. Yeah, yeah. Han's I get that vibe. I get that vibe. She knows how to... She she's a she's straight up a player. She plays the oppa card, but not in a very very in the in a pro cool way. Yeah, I like. I want to start assigning memes to be like, what meme does she <laughs> seem like? You know what meme is coming to mind for? What's coming to mind? Hyunji is um that meme where it says like, <laughs> bitches get left on red, and then they like, then they start posting, I'm a hoe. I'm made for the streets or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? It's absolutely like, not. They get I in a fight with your, you get in a fight with your boyfriend and then you like, <laughs> and then you start like Instagramming memes that are like, I got so many men. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting, which is also a player vibe. Yeah. Hyunji Han. She's a player goes out in K town. I'm going to say she's a lawyer, went to Harvard <sighs> law school, but at night also loves memes, but at night goes to like the billiards, bar in K-Town and, and then like takes dudes money from their wall and like makes them smitten when she calls them oppa and shit. This sounds like a 1980s like movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a character from a Wong Kar Wai movie. <laughs> I feel like those two things are accurate. Well, Yanji, thank you so much for your Patreon donation. And our last shout out for this episode goes to Scarlet Shao. Scarlet Shao. Scarlet Shao. Man, that is a hot name. Why does everyone have such a hot name? name? Scarlet. Scarlet Shao. Scarlet with two T's. Red is my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds hot. I can't even get beyond like the hot name. Mm. Scarlet Shao is a junior in college, rising senior. Hmm just finished a summer internship at Goldman Sachs. Okay. In the sales and trading division. I literally just watched this show called Industry on HBO, which is about this exact thing. That really? I'm- <laughs> but yeah, that's a name. That I I'm feel like seeing like- Scarlett Chow is a, she's like a very client facing job. Hmm. I'm seeing like, just like makeup, like bold makeup. Bold makeup. Yeah. Mm, so maybe she's like a YouTuber, maybe... like a makeup YouTuber. Oh, that's, that's a what good I'm one. Seeing. Making the millions both of, of dollars. Making either, both of our guesses, either way, you are crushing. 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 How could you not with a name like Scarlet? Scarlet Show is a perfect YouTuber name. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Scarlet here. YouTube is such a weird world. We're gonna do an unboxing video Woo! Of, of like Chanel or- purses. The ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> I love this two point five percent. I realize, like, because I see uh, my girlfriends on Instagram, who like they know about some of them are really into skincare stuff. Yeah. In twenty twenty, if you're into skincare, I feel like that qualifies you to become a chemist. Like, you're like a. I know. Like there's a, so like much a, information. There's so much. It's like all these like. 
yeah, you got to use the hydrochloric acid. Yeah. This. It's crazy. It's so much information. Yeah. I don't even know how people know. Me, I just buy stuff and I just put it on my face. I'm like, oh, it's working. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm breaking out. I don't know. Right. Like in Gen Either Z. Way. Yeah. Gen Z's really into skincare. Gen Z's into TikTok. Every yeah. Gen Z person at the baseline is a biochemist and they're professional movie editors. And they know so much about anime. It's crazy. It's like overnight, everyone knew everything about skincare and anime. And I'm like, <laughs> you all watch this? <laughs> Eight, 80 part series? Like yeah. when did you all watch this? <laughs> all of you watch this. Oh, Weird. Um, but anyways, Scarlett, thank you for the Patreon donation. Yeah. And uh, if you're in, if you guys are interested in a shout out or you like her content, again, please consider donating to patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Yes. And without further ado, young me, how are you feeling? I want to talk about this because th I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on this before, but like, you know how everything is so like shut down. Now there's like a second sort of lockdown happening and it's like really stressful for restaurant owners. Like I talked about how I started during like in the summer, I started hanging out with a lot of restaurant owners, which yeah. I never really did just cause like we can talk about the same thing and we could just like party and like, it sounds pretty clicky. Is it very collaborative? Yeah. Is everyone well, nice? Like, well, or do you guys shit talk other restaurants? It's like, no. I can't believe they're fucking. Are this is, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I, <laughs> I moved here from San Francisco and San right. Francisco, people are super fucking judgmental, clicky. It's oh, like a little okay. like town. These people don't talk to these people. These restaurant owners don't talk to them. They're a like, lot of people Outback look down Steakhouse on doesn't fuck with Applebee's. It's very elite. Yeah. <laughs> it's very elitist there. Cause like okay. the food scene there is very rich and white. It's mm. like the Alice waters, like the organic food movement. They're very judgmental. Gotcha. And it's all like fine dining and stuff. But here it's just like, it's, I didn't find that at all as soon as I moved here in 2012 in New York City. No restaurant owners are mean to each other. Oh, and so great. There's a little shit talking, but not nearly as much as San Francisco. And I think it's because it is so fucking hard here <laughs> that no one gives up. Like, there's no time for us to be like, fuck that guy from fucking per se. Fuck that. You know, like, we can't even, we have no fucking downtime to be like, tomorrow I'm going bankrupt. Like, I have to fucking work. So basically, whenever restaurant people get together here, we're just like, oh, we made it another week. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. Like, this is before quarantine. This is before quarantine. We I'm were sorry. Like, I'm just a mad. This we're is all a, like, oh. this is like a mental image that just came to my mind. It's, yeah. <laughs> do you know the real Akuma bear? No. It's not oh, really cute. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. really cute Japanese bear. Yes. Yeah. I just see like a real Akuma bear, like walking out of uh, like the flames with like a little apron on and like an eye patch. And that's like all of you guys. <laughs> every like, week. What just happened? Every like week, every week we're like, oh, and then like the DOH, the department of health is literally like, don't, I hope they don't see this. Oh, it's no. literally run by like the literal mob, like the New York oh. city. I don't know if people know I this. I know the, the, the every waste disposal is the mafia. Waste every department is actually run by a mob. Yeah. Like a uh, literal, like we're going to break your kneecaps mob. Yeah. And so the restaurant people were just like, <laughs> like, we're not sitting there. Like in San Francisco, we'd be like, oh, did you hear the French laundry? Like the stupid guy from the French laundry. And I was like, cause nothing, we had, it's such a nice little Californian life there. Like there's right. nothing to fucking be mad about. So right, like, right, we just right. create Fine this bullshit to reason to be mad. But yeah. like here we're just like, <laughs> and so <laughs> during quarantine that got really upped. And so we were all just like hanging out being like, <laughs> just like drinking together. Like we're all bankrupt. <laughs> right, right, right. And, but then this second wave lockdown thing, mm. everyone 
had to close. Oh, and then shit. the day after there was like a snowstorm, which is yesterday. Right. And so all of us are just like, what are we going to do? And it's so depressing and dire. But the other side of that, like, you know, like now it's weird. Cause like comedy doesn't really exist, you know, live comedy. Is, so yeah, so I'm, now I'm like, we what do. Is com- I haven't thought about it in no, ages. I'm sad. I'm, I missed it. Finally. It took me 10 months to miss <laughs> live up, but like, but like, so now there's, you know, me, I've like ramped up my like social media, like presence. Uh, presence. Yeah. Like I'm just always on, like trying to put up content. You're extremely online. Yeah. I'm extremely online. Just trying to like create content and like have my whatever just persona the out work. there. <laughs> and I just wanted to say la- this last week, I'm like scared to say this because oh. I, ca- I caught some heat, a little a minimum. Like I'm very sensitive. <laughs> like like no one's ever said anything that mean to me online. Like to, and it's like, it just ruins my, it's ruined my life. The one thing that people have said, right, right, I got right. a little bit of heat because I tweeted this tweet and oh. it was obviously a, a like, fucking joke. Heat I don't is a good mean- thing? Like, no, people are like, what? Oh, what did you tweet? I said, this is so obviously a joke. It's blowing my mind. But I tweeted, all white women that have armpit hair grew up extremely wealthy. Oh yeah, I saw my fr- I saw my friend uh, reposted that. It's just a joke. Number one, obviously, I don't believe that. Wait, people got mad at you for saying that? Mildly, and then number two, it, I'm making fun of a certain group of wealthy kids that like sort of adapt this certain aesthetic that lives in Brooklyn. We all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, like I'm not gra- talking it's about. It's like you graduated from. Oberlin, Wesleyan, Vassar, Bard. Like, you know, I'm just like a rich kid and I'm like, ooh, look at me. I live in Bushwick. I'm making fun of a type of like wealthy kid that's like putting on a costume to, f- do you know what I mean? People getting upset at you for writing a dumb joke tweet like that is analogous to people who own SF restaurants and finding a reason to be mad about something. I'm like, bro, I don't actually believe this. Number one. It's <laughs> we're a in the joke. middle of a god goddamn pandemic and you're getting no mad one's about getting, that tweet. <laughs> I feel like people were like, well, I can't have armpit hair. I was like, no one said that. It's a fucking joke. Relax. I have armpit hair. Calm down. People got that's, so weird about it. That's really fucked up. And that people you said were like, that, somebody was replying like, I... I grew up poor in the trailer. I was like, I'm, I know I'm, I'm sure that you're not super wealthy, bro. I, this is a fucking joke. I don't know what to say. I didn't mean it. I have surprised her. I have not met every single white woman with armpit hair, by the way. It I would not a, even know if that's true, but you're not wrong. All white women with armpit hair on the low grew up very wealthy. And somebody was like, well, some of us are gay. I'm like, you can be gay and rich. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, <laughs> I, what are you talking about even? I also, I, I, like I said, I don't fucking believe this. Anyway. You should point to the stats. Isn't there like, I think there's a research study that showed that gay people earn more. They earn more on average. That's, uh, Brian said that that's homophobic. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, really? Where? I've never heard that. Yeah. They like earn I oh, think a gay lot of them, men, like cis, oh, gay six, men. like cis gay men. I've heard that study because yeah. what happens is cis gay men tend to, um, because this is like an actual interesting study about mm. sexism yeah. because they're two men and men earn more than women, mm. so, you know, like cis men. Right. So they always get higher on in their careers. So if you had two like high, higher earning people, right. they would make, you know, more than a man and a woman, like cis hetero couple. Because the woman is making less. 
just because she's a woman. Oh, and so in that same so study, two men, yeah. Oh, so you're saying per sexism in the workplace, then. yeah. Oh, gotcha. And okay. also, I, I remember that study because it, uh, lesbians tend to earn less per household oh, because it's two, two women. women. Oh. Isn't that interesting? I'm glad that that's, you brought that up. It's sad and fucked up. Though. It is very sad. Yeah, but um, that's totally not about <laughs> this. I was just like, what this is was supposed to be a good vibes episode? Of yeah. But anyway, I wanted to say that. And then, and then I like, so, and then some comedian tweeted, you know, you're poor when your MacBook gets really hot. And I was like, LOL. And then I just like, re- like totally like, just like not even thinking joke, jokingly like quote tweeted, like this is what white people think being poor is, oh, which no. is like, just bro. I'm also again, joking. I don't, think- I don't know. That, that seems a little, that's more cutting, but it's Does also very mean? funny. But it's also like, just like, haha, like, come on man right she blocked me <laughs> uh, i was like what? But what you said is very funny i was like bro i'm joking <laughs> stand-up co- comedians come on what happened to you we used to have thick skin is that mean now i feel like it is mean because i thought it was like, I feel just like, like you're, spiral- you're spiraling over a tweet right now i'm spiraling over your reaction a little bit. Because I yeah. like, because I don't care about the people I don't know online, I, but I need, I need, um, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Hearing, I, hearing you talk about all this makes me so glad that I deleted Twitter. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say about that, the reason I brought that up is, um, I feel like, you know, this like quarantine, like lockdown thing is making people fucking whoop, like loopy the doopy yeah. online. Yeah. Let's all let's all delete Twitter like Brian, like Brian did before oh, we yeah. all go insane. Oh yeah! Like people, do you, did you notice like on Instagram? Because you still have Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are going a little bit like woo, like more intense because the internet world is now like the only world we have access to, right? I don't use social media as much as I used to. Mm. I I don't oh, even look good. at people's stories anymore. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, I decided yesterday, I was like, I'm not going to like, I'm trying to do this for like creating content to like have my name out there. Right. But I'm going to like create it and not like look, look at it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm putting, I'm putting material out there for yeah. people. Like even when like, like that whole like armpit hair thing was happening. I was just like, I just muted it. <laughs> the armpit hair saga. <laughs> armpit hair scandal of 2020. The biggest thing that happened in 2020. Right, right. Um, but I just muted it and I like never looked at it. I'm just like, I'll put material out there and I won't let it bother me emotionally, which I feel like is hard, but I feel like I was doing that. Yeah. Anyway, that's like how I'm feeling. How about you, Brian? How are you feeling? Yeah, I don't, I don't use social media as much as I used to because the more time I'd spend away from it. Yeah. It's so hard for me to engage with it earnestly anymore because now I just see everything is just unchecked rampant narcissism. And it's hard for me to Mm. like suspend my disbelief enough where I can just enjoy it for what it is without me being like, why are we, who's asking for this? Why are we, why are you posting this? Mm -hmm. No one's asking for this Mm. and you can, that can apply to everything, you know? I know what you mean. It makes like me so these ang- long, like thousand word essay captions with like a hot cell. I'm like, no one asked for this. I I don't <laughs> have a lot of that in my so all I have in social media, I follow so many like meme accounts. So all I do is like look to laugh. Like I feel like I've like right. curated it so it's like all people just making jokes. Yeah. But I laugh so hard I'm looking being, at Twitter. I'm being, being ironic. It's ironic that I'm saying this because even this podcast yeah 
why why are we broadcasting? Why, <laughs> why, are, why are people saying things? <laughs> yeah, publicly. <laughs> Your Instagram's bad, but my podcast is good. <laughs> you posted. I'm a, a man. You <laughs> you posted a paragraph on your Instagram. I recorded an hour, hour a week <laughs> talking. That's what the world needs right now. Um, how am I feeling? Yeah. So I, I touched on this in the last episode. Um, I'm going through a bit of a personal matter that I don't feel comfortable sharing quite yet. I, I you know, I, I'm still going through it. However, it's with time. It's uh, I've been able to accept and process it a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I, I'm not going home for the Christmas holiday and uh, it makes me a little bit sad because I mm. miss my family and I'd like to be with them. Uh, I, I plan on seeing them in January, but, you know, in the, in, in the Christmas spirit and in what you were talking about, you, you do see posts on Instagram where people are back home with their family. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems nice. And, uh, you know, the timing just isn't right for me to go back quite yet. So my, I'm planning to go in January. Wait, what's going on that you can't go back just because the health stuff and the quarantining and stuff? It's or? the cor- Part of it's the quarantining, but also I'm planning to go with my sister who lives in the area too. Oh, okay. And rather than making like two separate trips, we wanted to coordinate and go together. All right. So we can all be together. The timing is such that uh, January is the best time to go. And so right. I'm spending the holidays here and yeah, I just, I miss my family. What are you going to do for your holidays? I mean, I'm just asking cause I'm worried if you're like feeling sad and stuff. I don't want you to be sitting here by yourself. Oh, uh, I'm spending the holidays with my sister in Jersey. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was um, like imagining that you're going to be sitting here with your ring light on. <laughs> 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 just oh, that's nice. not even recording anything. The ring light is just <laughs> on on my face as I'm looking into, into at a wall. <laughs> um, well, so you're going to be with your sister and her family. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. But this, uh, I don't know, this Christmas holiday, it just seems like not even a thing really because uh, with the other things that are going on in my life, there's so much more um, pressing mm. that it, it doesn't really feel like Christmas because there's like other stresses in my life right. that are uh, command that command my attention more. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're going through yeah, a really yeah, hard yeah. time, you're not really focused on anything else other than resolving that issue. Right. Yeah. 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 So you know that's how I'm feeling. I get really reflective in this mm. towards the end of the year mm-hmm. and it's always uh, in terms of career progress is oh. where my brain goes. Yeah. Okay. Like where, what did I do? Th- what did I accomplish this past year? I remember you talking about this last year, like on the new year's episode, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And But for that. <laughs> oh, so much optimism in that new year's episode. I'm but really for th- looking forward yeah. to this 2020. <laughs> You know, when you do that, like recap of the last year, does yeah. that feel negative to you or like, how does that feel? Cause I feel like for me, that would, I mean, this is something that I've been working on. It's just hard for me to relish things to be proud of, but mm. I haven't quite done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as we're talking about it right now, 
this is overall like it's been a good year, you know. I was on the Today Show this year. (laughs) That's fucking sick. I forgot, (laughs) but it goes to show. Sorry to make it about me, but like (laughs) I just said that because in my head, looking back, I'm like I'm a piece of shit failure. Right, right, right. And then I was like, oh, bro, I actually did stuff this year, which is weird. Totally. Yeah. I'm just saying. Likewise, totally the same thing for me too. I wonder if our listeners would continue to listen to this podcast of every episode was us just bragging about how awesome we are. We're so freaking amazing. Honestly, we're fucking sick and you should enjoy listening to this. <laughs> do, you, do you know people that are like, you know, like I feel like we talked about this, like the toxic positivity when they were like, I'm amazing. I feel like those people in my head, how uh-huh. I read that is like, they're the most unhappy critical people and they're trying so hard to keep those thoughts at bay or something. Yes. Right. Yeah, well, yes. I, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah. The healthiest people on planet earth are the ones who have zero social media. All right. I'm mentally ill. You know, I have to say this. I'm like a person. A person who can just fucking climb Mount Kilimanjaro, just vibes. Not a phone in sight. Not a phone in sight. That is mentally sound. No, Brian, I'm going to end. I'm going to say this before we move on about the thing I was talking about with Twitter. I feel like I have reached a very healthy place with social media where things will happen to me where Uh people will like block me and talk shit and say weird trolls will like say weird things. Somebody called me fat the other day. It's okay. It was a white supremacist. A literal like their handle was like Europe for Europe like or something like it said literal like European supremacy. And I was like, this is a crazy person. But I feel like I've come to this place where it doesn't really, bo- like I've somehow like figured out that it's not real. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in before, I couldn't, like the internet really bothered me, but now yeah. I'm just like, ha who cares? That's all I want to say. <laughs> I've, I've reached that level of mental illness where I like literally don't care about Twitter. <laughs> in that case, uh, I redact my earlier statement. The healthiest people on planet earth are- You're so addicted to the, people the internet. People who, who don't use social media are people who are clocking at least 11 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, you come back around. <laughs> you come back around and now you're like, nothing on the internet bothers you? Uh, yeah. You're, it's those like, are the two I've reached most, nirvana. You, those, are, those are two forms of nirvana. <laughs> bro, I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> Feels good, honestly. Um, cool. Okay, so, let's start the stories. Yeah, so uh, just to clue you guys in, a few days ago, Young Me and I, um, we wanted to hear your Christmas tradition stories. Yeah. And uh, we got so many wonderful responses. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, like, I remember Karen Chi said this a few episodes ago where she was like, just being an Asian person means mm-hmm. that whatever you do is Asian. You know, there's no like stereotypes. There's no like, you know, like obviously everyone's story is valid, but the right. more traditional idea of like, oh, my parents are immigrants and we didn't have Christmas and we worked or whatever. And we had to work in the restaurant. Like that's also valid. But if you had like a full blown, like Bethlehem manger scene outside your mansion and like had 19 <laughs> Christmas trees and ate like Yule yeah. log, that's also valid. Like that, however you celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. also if I'm eating soon, soon in Koreatown at yeah. BCD tofu 3 house, that's also Asian. That's also Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you're doing, drinking white claws, 
with somebody you met two hours ago. Right. Which is probably what I'm going to be doing on Christmas. Let's be, let's be honest. Or putting chopsticks in your hair before a night out. That's also Asian. Going to circle. <laughs> That's if also it was Asian. open. I'm just, I'm just trying to name the most stereotypically or going Asian. Going out thing. to ride like a horse on your <laughs> on your farm. Or, That's also Asian. It doesn't matter. Whatever or, you're doing. Or studying for your SAT uh, math section, but you're also crying because your parents yelled at you for not being a good son. That's also Asian. That's also okay. <laughs> it's okay, Brian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, so let's read some of these stories. I hope, I also, I hope that people will listen and hear something that sounds like something that they did and not feel like you're left out or you're weird because you didn't have whatever you think it should be. Should we read the first one? Yeah. So the first one is from a woman named Gabriella Nami. Okay. She wrote, hey, I am Brazilian Japanese from Sao Paulo. Wow. That's fucking sick. That's so cool. If, if any of you know uh, an Asian person that grew up in South America and would- That is elite Asians, by the elite way. Elite Asians. And they'd be interested to talk about it. Please DM us because we want to learn more. I know some people that are Asian that grew up in South America. They're always the best. Gabriela wrote, I am Brazilian Japanese from Sao Paulo living in Brooklyn. Historically, my family is Buddhist, but Brazil is largely Christian. Feeling the pressure to fit in and also not suffer racism during World War II. I will say that she wrote and also not suffer racism during World War II in parentheses. That's a, Wait, that's families, a lot to fit in. There's families been in Brazil that long? Yeah. Wow. Oh. A large part of my family suppressed part of our culture. Mm. The food remained partly. We used to have cod, Portuguese Brazilian influence with Japanese rice and some small Japanese dishes. That sounds good. But given Sao Paulo is largely Italian, we also had gnocchi. So it is a big mix like Brazil is. That's what our traditions are like. Ooh. So is so basically you have the best food for your holiday tradition where you got some fucking cod, some good ass Japanese side dishes. And you know this and person's gnocchi. hot. Japanese Brazilian. Are you kidding me? 100,000% without question. Elite Asian. Um, this is also an wait, elite, elite cod Christmas tradition. Is, I wonder if so, because I know that they said that there's Japanese rice, but is this is it salt cod or just cod? I, She's real cod. So is cod and noki like traditional Brazilian Christmas stuff, you think? Well, no, she wrote cod is Portuguese and Brazilian influence. Right. But then Sao Paulo specifically has a large Italian oh, community. I see. And that's the gnocchi influence. But my question is like, do you think that's just everyone that lives in Sao Paulo? Even, you know, obviously if they're not Asian, that's like their traditional Christmas meal. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Seems like it could be. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I do like how they preserve the, their, their roots. Nice. With Japanese rice. Yeah. That reminds me of like the thing, you know, like those like Korean people that like escaped during, I don't know what war, the Korean war maybe <laughs> <laughs> to Russia. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, do you know, like there's like, there's a name for them. They're like ethnically Korean, but they're super Russian. Mm. And I saw this documentary about them once and like the only Korean food that remained is kimchi, but it's white oh. and it's just literally, it looks like sauerkraut, but they're like, oh, this is the kimchi. And we don't a really. A lot of them resigned in Uzbekistan right hey i'm not sure i think yeah. the documentary i saw was like they were living in like moscow but mm. like i don't remember okay that reminds me of that like the the little like remnants that remain like yeah. the rice yeah. or like one thing or like you know 
like this culture went here generations ago, but the one thing remains. Yeah. That's so awesome. When, when I'm a dad and I yell at my son to fucking stop playing video games and go study for SAT. That's me preserving family tradition. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep the abuse. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to pe- I'm going to keep the corporal punishment. <laughs> this is we're, what we do. We're Korean. Well, we're getting rid of everything except for the corporal punishment. <laughs> and um, the kimchi. Speaking of Korean, our yeah. second submission is from Jasmine and she wrote Korean here. We came to the Let's US go. in 1999. Every year for Christmas, we get KFC. We were super poor when we first got here and it was almost a luxury meal for us. Like we would only get it for special occasions in general. And as things got financially better for us over the years, we kind of just stuck with it. But I think it's also because KFC is delicious. LOL. I just want to point out that the other night I went to fucking Popeye's and it was so expensive. <laughs> what? So I, it? it is a luxury meal. <laughs> what do you mean it was only a luxury meal back then? For me, I was like, what? Like, Mino Yo. was like, I want chicken tenders. So I was like, let me just get some freaking, it was $19. Oh, just for, for oh. like a fucking thing of chicken tenders. <laughs> Yo, only chicken, is, no coleslaw, no nothing. That's expensive. That That's like an entree <laughs> at a regular Yeah, restaurant. I was like, <laughs> So it is a luxury meal. I just want to point that out there. It's still and forever will be. That's. I feel like that's a big Asian thing in in actual Asia. I've, like heard, I've heard that uh, KFC is very big in Japan in Christmas time. For Christmas, yeah, everyone gets a box of KFC, right? Yeah, I wonder. I've heard uh, that too. I but wish I, I knew the. Yeah. Re- there's got to be an origin story behind that. Well, can I say my my little Christmas blurb that I wanted to say? No, you can't. <laughs> you can't on the, on your own podcast. Please do share. Um, well, because I I, w- I wanted to say when I lived in Korea, their version of Christmas, and mm. I feel like this is the KFC thing in Japan, mm. was very like capitalistic and American. They were like, "Oh, this is an American thing. It's like America Day or something." Oh. And I'm not not really, but like the big tradition there was to go buy like a really fancy cake from like a bakery, like a Christmas cake. Uh-huh. And it, it was almost like, it felt like a Hallmark holiday. It's like a Valentine's Day. Like how Valentine's Day here is like all about buying these three things from right, these right, three right. stores. Yeah. It's like that. You have to buy a cake and like a teddy bear and it's for your romantic partner or something. Mm. Maybe. And that's what I'm assuming the Japanese KFC thing is. Like they're like, what's the, it's an American day. Let's go to the American place. Oh. But I might be wrong. That's a good theory. I'm going to go with that. Right? Yeah. Because like, in those like- countries, American imagery or just American things have hold a cultural cachet. Yeah. And KFC is like, it's it's what a person who has never been to America thinks is an American yeah. thing is like KFC, you know? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Colonel. The Colonel? <laughs> the Colonel Santa and like the president, or Donald Trump are all the same person. You know? <laughs> they are the same person, weirdly. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's like how it's, because I feel like probably the first time they ever heard of Christmas is through like Home Alone or like it's, or what's that? It's a wonderful life or, you know what I mean? Like through like that sort of like pop culture thing. Home Alone, right? A Christmas Story, KFC. Yeah. Home Alone was so big in Korea when I lived there as a kid. And now that I look back, Home Alone is straight up propaganda. Why? Is American cultural propaganda. Yo, some funny things on Home Alone. Yeah. I rewatched it recently with my sister. Mm-hmm. One, my mom really likes Home Alone. And she always, 
in the classic biting Korean mom commentary, whenever she sees Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, she's like, oh, he used to be so cute and adorable. And then he just ended up looking so weird <laughs> as an adult. Oh God. She's like, what? That happens to all white people. They're like so- really cute when they're five or six and then it just goes to shit. No, but that's, doesn't it make sense that your mom loved Home Alone? Because I feel like that's like the American dream yeah. fake propaganda that's sold to other countries. Right, right, and right. like, you know, imagine like watching it in like wherever even Korea, like back then was, I mean, was like right on the cusp of becoming like very wealthy. I yeah. mean, it was already on well on its way, but right. like, imagine like seeing that, like, and then you just thinking that every American lives like that. You know what I mean? It's like straight <laughs> totally. up propaganda. Uh, sorry. Mm. I want to mention this too. My sister, she's, uh, she's a bit older than me. She has a family and two kids, yeah. a different stage in her life. And uh, when we watch home alone together, she's like, you know, I'm watching home alone now and I can't help but wonder what did the dad do for a living where he lives in a house like that, takes his family and extended family on vacation to Paris? They all flew first class. <laughs> right. It's like, what What does he do for work? <laughs> generational, inter, what's it called? Generational wealth. <laughs> Intergenerational wealth. <laughs> his, he's, his ancestors are on the Mayflower. They own slaves. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, are you ready for another Christmas story, Emeline? Yes. Next one is from Anna M. She wrote, so Filipinos in the Philippines start celebrating Christmas in September. Ooh. Let's go. But Filipinos in general start playing Christmas music in the Burr months. So mm. wait, so that means September, October. I thought it was Burr like B-R-R-R-R. Like oh. it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Christmas music in March, baby. <laughs> <laughs> However, my dad started last month. So she's saying her dad started November. Late. Yeah. Oh, we usually go to church on Christmas Eve on midnight after going to church for nine days. Parentheses novena. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Nine days of church. Oh, so if we go all nine days, we get to make a wish. Only if you go nine days. I guess so. Does the wish come true though? If it doesn't, that's like, I know that's not fair. She wrote, I know it's kind of silly, but I try to do it. After going to mass at midnight, we have a dinner called Noche Buena and eat foods like queso de bola, round cheese, spaghetti, ham, roast pork, etc. Mm, wow. I love Filipino food. Filipino food is amazing. My favorite uh, fast food chain, this is not related, is Jollibee. Have you been there? I have been there. It's so good. <laughs> I like dream about it. I just it. remember like one of the sides is spaghetti. What? beautiful mind came up with the fact that a side is spaghetti with meat sauce. That's not your main meal. That's a side. That's something you have with your fried chicken. It's the beautiful mind my of mouth, Filipino people. My mouth is watering. Um, I love it there so much. One that thing I like good. about this tradition yeah. is I didn't grow up religious. Uh-huh. My, my instinct is that, wow, nine days of church. That seems like a lot mm-hmm. because it's this like ritualistic, prescribed activity that only happens during Christmas time. I imagine it gives a, the Christmas spirit, like a, a thicker vibe. I'm speaking so like street slang right now I think that because it's, I don't yeah. do any of those things. Mm-hmm. Christmas has, like I said, it, it can just feel like any other day. Yeah. But then if I had to go to church every day for nine days by day three, I'm like, Oh fuck, it's Christmas time in this bitch. It's Christmas time in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? I bet, you know, I bet that was really fun. I feel like, I feel like that if you're doing that and with also, your community. And also, if you go for nine days and your wish comes true. Bro. Fuck yeah. I'll bro. go to church. I'll go to church for 10 days if I wish. I, if I was going to go to church and I, they gave me a meal and the side was spaghetti with meat sauce. <laughs> besides go. the main yeah. meal, I'd be like, I love church, bro. I'm coming here. <laughs> you want me to proselytize? I'll fucking proselytize. Where's my spaghetti? <laughs> um... No, that's not. No, I feel like, you know, church for a lot of people is just like community, right? So right. it's like, it must be like fun to like hang. Korean church, not fun, terrible, oh, judgmental no. and sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I know a lot of like, you never went to Korean church. It's the worst. No, I went it's just, I went so to Sunday abusive. school like three or four times. And I just remember having crazy anxiety because. I felt so out of place for not being religious everyone and everyone does. there was super religious and no one was welcoming and I would abuse and I would pray the irony is I would pray that I wouldn't get called to give the public prayer. So you pray to God and be like, please, God, don't make me pray on behalf of the entire class because I don't know what I'm doing. And I got chosen ones and I was like, uh, um, thank you for um, bringing us all together. And I just said, amen. And they were like, Brian, you did it wrong. You have to say in Jesus's name, hear our, hear my prayer. Amen. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it, you know, it's, it feels bad. Feels bad. Right. It's, it's interesting how different cultures take on the religion. Cause I feel like, I mean, I don't want to say anything cause that's, I don't want to be offensive, but like this sounds like, I feel like there's some cultures where church is like, we go, we're like, woo, and we like, we love each other and we sing and stuff, but mm -hmm. like Koreans just took it the super Protestant, like pilgrim route. <laughs> like everyone is upset. Everything hurts. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't touch anybody. If you had sex once in your life. You must ask for <laughs> forgiveness from the Lord. Like they went the real, like shitty, like scary, sad route. Oh, you want to see Christian? We'll give you Christian. Yeah. Like the, you know, like the pilgrim, like we got to, you know, you know what I mean, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. Utah yeah. route, like the Mormon, <laughs> like don't drink coffee. Like that's right. what Koreans were like, it's fuck like, yeah, yo. we love this. <laughs> we hate ourselves. Right. You have like the reformed Jews who are like, I'm not Jewish, but culturally I'm Jewish. And yeah. then you have the Utah Korean Christians. Like I bet like the Brazilian church is all like, fuck yeah, we're going to drink wine and, and drink. Like that's so, I don't know why I'm being racist. That's right. Like you, you know, it's fun there, but like right. the Korean church is just like, I, uh, our I next submission yeah. in the first sentence, I see, I think it's a sadder vibe. Oh, okay. In the first sentence, it says Christian Korean. So young we, <laughs> so Grace, Grace Cho wrote, I grew up in a Christian Korean immigrant family in Canada and our family never did presents, decorations, or a tree. And it was tough going back to school and having all the classroom conversations center around what presents we got for Christmas. To this day, I still have never had a Christmas tree. Sad face emoji. Aww. Well, Grace, I don't know how old you are, but if you have the disposable income and you have the agency to do so, treat yourself. Get the biggest fucking Christmas tree and treat yourself to a big ass Christmas tree and put presents to yourself under it or for your pet Why or not? for a loved one. Why the fuck not? Why not? Well, maybe that's interesting because I'm assuming Grace is an adult now. Maybe, I don't know. And 
Oh, maybe not. Maybe right? not in high school. I don't know. Mm. Right. Oh, well, I was going to say it, it would be interesting. It, obviously, if you're not an adult, then that makes sense. But it would be interesting if you're an adult and, you know, you were still not doing that for yourself. Like maybe mm. that's something that was internalized that you don't deserve that. Right. But, uh, you know, if that's what you want to do, you you deserve it. Is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, and it, is, is, it yeah. is. I mean, it is very hard because yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to that my parents, when I was younger, only they kind of stopped doing that stuff as I got older. But um, yeah, you know, they 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 got into the Christmas spirit and Santa was a part. And I imagine like when you're younger and you go back to school where everyone's talking about Christmas traditions, it must be really isolating and lonely and a hard thing to to grapple with. Yeah, I mean that's like great for your parents that they. Did that? I mean, I don't. Obviously, I'm not trying to say anything about Grace's parents because I feel like <clears throat> for children, it, it is so hard. Even whether you're religious or not, or you think Christmas is stupid or not, just mm-hmm. the feeling of being left out is really hard for kids. Yeah, you know, I'm not religious. I don't really care about Christmas, but I do it because like, I know that Mino is going to interact with kids that do it. Right. Which is, I feel like some people like not this is not an example of this but some people like do it to like prove a point or something you know like just i just want my, like my theory to be happy. is that yeah because my dad can be like this my theory is that korean parents are too pragmatic to a fault mm. where they will favor pragmatism over in this case like the good feelings that it might that you might be able to impart on your children mm-hmm. so i think after a certain point my dad was like why do we have to put up a christmas tree like the cleanup is just so annoying afterwards Honestly, that's what goes on in my head. I'm, I'm like, oh God. I have to but carry the, this forsaken tree. But then I'm like, I don't want, you know, I don't want my, this, I'm going to do it because I don't want him to feel that. It is a sad feeling and it's just yeah. like, I don't want that to be something that he experiences. But I just want to say for Grace, I, you know, I'm really glad that she shared her story because I feel like that's like a lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids who have immigrant parents who are not Christian. And oh, a part what? of it can also it's confusing just... as she said her family is Christian though. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, I, I imagine for a lot of immigrant parents, maybe you, they're just working so hard like, yeah. and that you just don't um, have the time to indulge in these like traditions you know and i feel like something that you were saying about your dad a lot yeah. of immigrant parents are like oh stop you know, they're almost like they want to instill this like no fun like hard work no fun, like right, sort right. of thing and like that's like i understand what they're trying to say but it also is kind of sad because like you know whatever it is kids deserve a little bit of lightness and they're just kids and totally yeah yeah now that i'm thinking back on it mm-hmm my parents worked on Christmas, but mm. you know, they still did. We did gift openings on Christmas morning and then they would dip out to go to work. We always, I, the restaurants always open on Christmas. Right. So I would do that, but I would just take Mino with me and it would just be a part and I would just like drink wine. Mm. But well, Grace, thank you for sharing. And, and I'm sure it, uh, that speaks to a lot of people that are listening. You know, they probably had similar experiences. Right. Our next submission is from Schmarin. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, well, it's like all caps and just garbled up letters. I think it's just uh, like an like, Instagram handle. It's like excitement. No, oh, no, no, no. Like, it's okay. like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, okay. Like replying like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. My family celebrates Christmas by going to the casino and getting that sweet Christmas buffet deal with the prime rib and snow crab LMFAO Woo. all caps. 
That is so my family. That is my, I want that so my, much. My family's kryptonite, my parents and my family's kryptonite is, oh, you got, a bu- you got a buffet attached to a casino and you're telling me the buffet's got all you can eat snow crab legs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that sounds like exactly what I want to do. <laughs> oh, fuck. I really wish quarantine was over. Uh, That's all I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, this That's is making my kind me of realize, Christmas. is what? this an Asian thing? I know Casinos? we said that like you, you engage anything we do is Asian, but I'm saying like snow crab legs at the buffet. I feel like that's a super Asian thing. <laughs> Tell me, please correct this if we're wrong. Right. Asian people fucking love snow crab legs. Yeah. Buffets, <laughs> oh, buffets. and casinos. My the, parents oh fuck my with buffets. Heavy. I don't even. I don't even know. What, I'm not even exaggerating. When I see like an advertisement for a casino, I'm like, I'm gonna look up. You know, like those ads in Chinatown where it's like $88 bus ride to fucking Atlantic City. I'm like, I might, I might go tonight. Might go <laughs> to, to <do> it. <laughs> Buy me now. It's just, it's just so fucking fun. How could uh, you not love that? It's a great time. It's always air conditioned or heated so nicely in there. And, and there's no clocks mm. inside. So you can't tell how much time you've been <sighs> stuck in there. You lose a thousand dollars. It's fucking worth it. If I had a thousand dollars right now, that's where I'd be right now. Is at a casino eating snow crab legs uh, and losing money? They let money. me in. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is Dude. that an Asian thing? What do you do? You know any Asian people that do that besides your entire family? Well, clearly Sharon's family does it, and I have yeah. noticed there's a pattern where if you go to these buffets in Vegas, them Asian people know how to balance a shit ton of snow crab legs on one single plate. It's always I'm like proud the white, of us. I'm proud of us because it's always the white white people who are like, hmm, I'm gonna get maybe two snow crab legs and then put it on the side next to my little side of mac and cheese, a little uh-uh. bit of broccoli, and then one prime rib. Whereas uh-uh. it's, it's us Asians out here who are taking, yeah, we're gonna spend fucking five minutes over the snow crab legs trying to balance twenty pieces of snow crab on one single plate. <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh, just if it's a buffet, you fill it with the most expensive thing: prime rib and snow, snow crab, crab legs. legs. I was a kid. I remember I would get. My parents would be like, "No, no, no, no! You're doing this all the, wrong. Don't no. get the. Why are you getting that? You can steamed get- broccoli. That's eighty cents for like ten pounds. Fuck that. No, you're not putting any steamed broccoli on your. You're getting the fucking sashimi. You're getting the sashimi. prime rib. Prime rib. Put the sashimi Snow on top crab. of the prime rim. I don't give a shit that it does. The flavors don't mesh. Cheesecake slices. <laughs> the marble cheesecake slices. Right. Are you kidding the, me? The tiramisu. You're not getting the fucking ice cream. Uh-uh. No. Get the, fill all your cups up with soda. Oh, this makes me laugh. The I'm free so happy. wine. I'm the glad wine we're doing com- this. Yeah, this, this is, is like eliciting oh. this warmth and I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. This is like an experience that I go through and I think we realize Brian that both of us, all we want is the, the casino seafood buffet <laughs> Vegas Christmas next yeah. year. Get you a girl, get you a, get you a man, get you a girl who will, who will eat That's all I 30 want. snow crab legs on a single plate at a casino buffet. You know, I'm single and my friends kept asking me, what are you looking for in a boyfriend? I'm like, ew, I don't really want a boyfriend right now. I can't even imagine anyone that I want to be. <laughs> now I've decided if there is a, if there is a man out there that just wants to do that with me for the rest of my life, that's what I want. Yo. I don't care what, I don't care who it is. That's all I need. Okay. If quarantine is over by next year, can we pr- promise ourselves? that we will do that next Christmas. Okay, and we'll record it. it from the casino. From, from Atlantic, Atlantic City, City. Casino. I'm let's promising you. Let's do it. Okay. 
You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Folks. You heard it here first, folks. Um, are you ready for our last Christmas story yeah. of the episode? Hit me. Chirish girl wrote. I think that is a username, not yeah. her actual name. Oh, okay. Chirish girl. I like it. Both my papa and aunt passed away last year, but for almost my entire existence, all 24 years, my relatives piled into the shitty tiny apartment my papa emigrated to in Brooklyn in the 60s. We stuffed four generations worth of family into the apartment, which was like 60 people or more. We sat on the floors, couches, foldable chairs, or stood if we were a kid and were deemed too young to deserve a seat. LOL. Every Christmas, my aunt who passed away would don a Santa hat, hold a Guinness bottle, and read out all of our names while handing out presents. She cooked almost everything for our family, although we all brought a little something and lined up buffet style. Buffets. We mostly ate Chinese dishes, but every year without fail, she made a sickeningly, sickeningly sweet punch made with Hawaiian punch and prepared red jello for all of us to eat. I really miss her. We gave up her apartment recently because the building evicted us and she passed away. I'm so lost without our traditions these holidays. No. Oh. I like that story because it was so personal. Yeah. And it was like just a family tradition story. It wasn't like, oh, we did this because this is where it's we not, live. No, it's not about the showboaty aspects. Or, yeah. You know, it's this is like true family spirit. And I love that it's four generations of yeah. family just packing into an apartment and just having a raucous time together. You know, I know I like... I process a lot of like negative emotions I have about my Asian family on this podcast, right. but I have to say, and this is obviously not just an Asian thing. This, this is a big like immigrant thing and just certain cultures are like this, but the thing that I, the, the feeling of having is like a hundred people that you're related to mm-hmm. in one house is just such a great feeling, mm. you know? And it's like the memories that I have of growing up. It's just, there's nothing like that feeling, you know, just like when you're a kid, it feels so safe. I've never had that because even with my family here in America, there's, uh, we're we're kind of distant. Yeah. Even when you went back to Korea. Oh, I wouldn't go back to Korea for the holidays. Oh, but like, did you ever just go back and there was like, like everyone in your family was there like a wedding or something? Very rarely. Mm. It would always be like singular hangs. Like we're going to hang with this aunt. We're going to hang with this uncle or it's never like a big congregation of all all of us together. I mean, I've had that a handful of times. I have a really big Korean family yeah, and it's weird because it's very, it feels extremely safe and warm because it's always like the thing where all the cousins sleep in one room on the floor, right? you know, and that, that like feeling is so like, natural and like good and then there's like the bad part because you the one drunk uncle like slaps you or something oh you know, like, which always happened oh, and, then you're like, ah! and then you're crying shit. and then you run into the kitchen to tell your mom and she's like what did he do no he it's because he thinks you're cute this was just my mom's like, like that makes me feel even worse now <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of trauma in like three in a three-day period but like that feeling is like such a i don't know it's just like a powerful feeling of having all those people that you're related to in the same and then you see your cousin that you haven't seen in like 15 years and he's somehow 50 years old now and you're like I, you're like 18 the last time i saw you oh my it's God. like such an interest but then it just feel like just because they're like your family like you know them you know right right and you know <laughs> Cherish girl i'm really i'm glad that you shared this story because 
I can tell that this is a, a tradition that you hold very dear to your heart. And um, I am at, I can empathize how this year in particular can be hard because you're reminiscing on these memories and uh, especially in the backdrop of coronavirus where you wouldn't be able to host yeah. all these people anyways if you wanted to out of an abundance of caution. So, um, you I know mean, what? I think you... Yeah. You sharing is, uh, it, brought, it brought warmth to me too. As someone who never really experienced these kinds of traditions, um, I can sense the warmth in it and it yeah. seems fucking awesome. Like just having a fun grand time with your family and it's just a moment where you're like sharing, having this experience together under one roof and you know, it doesn't matter if you're like sitting on the floor or whatever. It's just like, it's just fun. And I'm sorry for your loss. That must feel so intense you know yeah i mean i feel like those are the moments you feel like the passage of like time you know like your older generations passing away and right right and like there's the people bringing their babies it's like such a <laughs> what a like intense totally thing but yeah i think that caps off this christmas episode and Thank you again to all of our wonderful listeners who took the time to submit their stories. Yeah. And we hope that all of you listening enjoy them too. Those are some great stories. I'm really glad we finished on the last one. A very personal and sweet little story. All of them are really good though. Yeah. Until next year, Christmas friends. Until next year when during young, the winter, <laughs> young me and I will be in Atlantic City recording our episode. I'm not joking. We're doing it. Yes, if there's I, no quarantine. We're getting on that freaking Chinatown bus. <laughs> we're, getting, we're buying the package. I have a car. I can drive us there. Okay, but that's a better idea. <laughs> we're doing that next year. Let's fucking do it, um, young me. Merry Christmas to you. And where can our listeners find you on socials? Why am mayor getting in fights with people? <laughs> getting in fights. There's nothing more that you would White want for Christmas is to Twitter. start beef on Twitter. Ooh, I on hope Christmas. so. <laughs> I, re- I like it. I enjoy it. I'm a full blown troll at this point. Why am mayor? How about you, Brian? Where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at it's Brian Park. And uh, thank you again, guys. Thank you for your support for this podcast. We hope you all have a wonderful holidays and um, we're around. So if you guys are feeling uh, a certain kind of way, positive or negative, feel free to DM us. Yeah. Give us a shout and um, support our Patreon. If you can, patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Yeah. And follow our Instagram. We already did that. Oh, at feeling Asian podcast on Instagram. If you're looking for a sound engineer, hit up Sarah Pack at Instagram at I am underscore P A K T at impact and uh, stay safe out there guys. Bye. Bye.